Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hello and welcome to The Beacon Podcast. I'm Joan Bonner, your host for today's discussion on public relations and fundraising with Mark Witt. Mark has served nearly four decades in public relations. He has held senior leadership and teaching positions at public and private universities in Kentucky, as well as consulted for numerous corporate and nonprofit organizations across the United States. Mark is the author of the critically acclaimed book, PR Lessons Learned Along the Way. His second book, When in Doubt, Make Applesauce, Four Habits of of the Masterful Public Relations Professional. Was this was released in November. Mark, thanks so much for being with us today. It's great being with you, Joan. Thank you. Mark, there was a time when no one would never utter public relations in the same breath as fundraising. So let's start with you talking about the changing role of public relations and fundraising for nonprofit organizations, why and how it is changing. Well, Joan, again, it's great being with you, and thank you for that question. It's one that I think is very relevant, uh, and obviously, in our work. Philanthropy and public relations teams must work together to promote their organization's mission, not some of the time, but all of the time. Most of us would agree, Joan, that much can be achieved when we work together. In the case of fundraisers and PR professionals, We both desire that our constituencies become enthusiastic supporters and advocates for our nonprofit organization or institution. It is imperative that these professionals become partners in every sense. They both should be on the same page regarding the key messages that are being divulged to supporters and the public. A coordinated communication strategy will will result in PR and fundraising teams to be pulling the audience in the same direction. So I suggest to your listeners today, three steps in bringing together these potentially two great dance partners. Step one, fundraisers and PR professionals must understand and appreciate each other's roles. I recall a story from several years ago in which a vice president for advancement at a private college was concerned that his fundraising and PR officers were sailing on the same lake, so to speak, but in different boats. To set a different, more productive course, he called the advancement staff together for a joint Friday morning meeting. Beginning the following Monday, he said the PR team would shadow the philanthropy office staff for two weeks. Can you imagine that? Then the philanthropy staff would shadow their PR comrades the following two weeks. This VP wanted his PR team to become more knowledgeable about the art, science, and challenges of fundraising and vice versa. And from all reports, that experiment was quite successful. Various surveys indicate that PR and fundraising teams at many nonprofits perform their given task extremely well. That's the good news, but often they lack expertise or understanding of the other's craft. By sitting down together on a frequent and consistent basis, they will achieve greater trust and a deeper understanding of what can be achieved together. Step two, and I'll be quick, develop a philanthropy communications plan. So many 
folks overlook this. When building this plan, involve those who fundraise on your staff as well as those who oversee the communication and marketing functions. When it's time to evaluate your plan, measure its success as a joint fundraising PR team, not two or three siloed groups. This approach will encourage the team to be to better appreciate each other's language, resulting in the creation of a common voice that donors will understand and value. And then step three, consider the brand. With the first two steps underway, you must always be cognizant of how your efforts will convey the institution's brand to alumni, friends, the local community and region, and other supporters. The stories, words, phrases, themes, and images incorporated in your philanthropy communication efforts, including that all-important capital campaign print and digital efforts, must support, not distract from the overarching identity and messaging of your institution. So, John, going back to your question, when these three steps, in my opinion, are achieved, be ready for an energized, mission-focused marriage between fundraising and PR professionals at your organization. Thank you so much. So we have dancing and marriage. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, moving right along. How, Mark, how is PR for nonprofits different from PR in the corporate world? Well, that's an excellent question, Joan. Once again, whether a PR professional works for a nonprofit or a for-profit organization, both work toward advancing and succeeding in their organization or company's mission by planning, executing, measuring, and evaluating the creative strategic communication efforts they initiate. Both are interested in communicating effectively and engaging with their constituencies or stakeholders. The biggest difference between the two, Joan, lies in their purpose. Corporations, for example, aim to offer products and services that are valuable to consumers and generate revenue. Nonprofit organizations, on the other hand, have a social mission, the human impact, as I like to call it. Excellent. When you think you can't learn anymore, you do. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Your Mark, your book is about eight habits that elevate a public relations professional to the masterful level. I would love for you to touch on each of them. Okay, I'll be glad to. And thank you for uh, for noting the book. Uh, it, it really has been a, a real love affair of being able to, to share uh, in this second book. I, I will add, before I get into this, uh, I have had several ask me, where on earth did you come up with the title, When in Doubt, Make Applesauce? <laughs> and I have to give credit to my uh, to my uh, 85-year-old mom, who is the creative genius on this. I had the outline, I had the secondary title written, but I could just not come up with a title that, that just spoke, so to speak. And she asked me one day uh, if uh, how the project was going. And I told her that uh, all was going well, except for the title. And then she just said, well, you know what I've always said, when in doubt, make applesauce. And that was a eureka moment. So, <laughs> so and as a result, I have added uh, her applesauce recipe in the very back of the book. So she, people get the book, they get uh, not only a book about PR, but they get her applesauce recipe. <laughs> well, then going back going back to your question as uh, greater demands and expectations are placed on those who practice public relations i contend in my latest book when in doubt make applesauce core habits of the masterful public relations professional 
that we in this profession should advance ourselves to the ultimate level of professional skill and excellence, that of a masterful public relations professional. Achieving this status in our profession should become our North Star, our guiding light. These individuals are the profession's cream of the cream of the crop. I believe that those wishing to reach that masterful level must embrace and practice, as you noted, eight core habits. So let's talk just briefly about those. So habit one, a masterful public relations professional is a model of unquestionable character and integrity. And it's by no accident that I have this as the very first thing, because unless we master that, we don't go forward anywhere. That has to be number one habit. This professional understands the enormous value of living out a personal and professional life that reflects the highest standards of moral conduct and ethical behavior. Habit two is that a masterful PR professional is an effective and strategic communicator. This person takes the complicated and makes it simple for everyday people to understand. They don't speak over others' heads. They don't try to impress. Instead, they talk to and, and with people. As a result, people feel a natural connection with this masterful professional. And I will say, Joan, that that all of these, uh, you mirror all of these, but this one uh, here, you are just a master at connecting with people. I've known you for many, many years. So those who are wondering why I'm saying this, uh, she is. Joan Bonner's a master. Habit three, a masterful public relations professional is an exceptional relationship builder and networker. Networking and building relationships with others come naturally for this professional. It's truly second nature for them, Joan. Nothing is forced or awkward when conversing with such a master. They understand their audience and surroundings and connect accordingly. Habit four is that this professional is a big picture thinker and bold doer. As a big picture thinker and bold doer, you must always consider how the next idea or the next group of persons you meet can bring about the next great opportunities. Then habit five, this PR professional who is a master, truly masters the mission and brand. At its very core, branding is about reputation and is spelled S-E-R-V-I-C-E or service. This masterful professional embraces this and as a result is service oriented in their approach to working with and serving others. Habit six, a masterful PR professional is an embracer of lifelong learning and available communication technologies. Joan, I'm a true believer, as I know you are, and, and of course your daughter, Erica, who is one of the contributors to this book, had to throw that plug in. But lifelong learning, something that I know that you uh, have always espoused. Uh, lifelong learning is a choice you make. It's a personal commitment to stretch your mind and expand your world. It's a continuous process from the cradle to the grave. It's a promise you make to yourself. And when fully embraced, lifelong learning will become a worthy, life-enhancing, and even life-changing habit. We've got two more habits. Habit seven, a masterful PR professional is a servant leader. Servant leadership is also a personal commitment, a calling, if you will, to place oneself at the back of the line when serving others first. And in today's world, where unfortunately, incivility, rudeness, and me first 
seem to rule the day. The idea of becoming a servant leader looks rather radical, doesn't it, Joan? <laughs> and then last, habit eight, is that a masterful PR professional is resilient, is resilient. How important that is. From time to time, we all take shrapnel during our careers. Therefore, when we are in the middle of a storm, we must bat we must become battle-tested, not battle-worn. We must learn how to become resilient. Mark, those are wonderful habits. Well, thank you. Undergirded by integrity. Well, thank wow. you. It's very kind of you. Yeah, wow, Mark. It looks like we've come to the end of our allotted time already. Can you believe that? I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm sure our listeners will too. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been great, Joan. Thank you. To the listeners, you can connect with Mark on LinkedIn or at markwit.com. That's M-A-R-C-W-H-I-T-T dot com. Mark's books are available on Amazon. Once again, I'm Joan Bonner. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time on the Beacon Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcasts and guests at lighthousecouncil.com.